Grace and peace to you from God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, by now, I'm sure you've noticed the four balloons I have up here in the chancel today. You might have thought they were for a children's sermon, but no, they're for the big church sermon. I was doing a test run of this sermon at Dal Rummel Senior Living Community earlier this week, and I had my four balloons, and I said, I don't know if I'll use these balloons in the big church. They said, you better use the balloons. So I brought the balloons. They appeal to people of all ages, it seems. The four balloons that I have here today represent four meanings that can be derived from a word that is found in today's gospel lesson. It's a word used to describe the Holy Spirit, and that word in its original language is paraclete. Paraclete is a difficult word to translate into English, and so if you look through different Bibles, you'll find different ways uh, this word has been translated into our language. And I think each word has something special to share about the meaning of paraclete, this gift we have of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm gonna share four different meanings with you today, and these will be symbolized by the four balloons that I have here. The first balloon I have on, on my far right is the balloon that represents advocate. And I'm gonna ask Pastor Lars to take the balloon representing advocate and put it up on the lectern here today. The New Revised Standard Version of the Bible translates the word paraclete as advocate. So that's the term you heard earlier when the gospel lesson was read. Um, the advocate, of course, is one who speaks for or testifies on behalf of another. You've probably heard of a court advocate. Well, paraclete was used in this way back in Jesus' time as a legal term. The Holy Spirit's work of advocacy functions in a couple of ways. One, the Holy Spirit is an advocate for or speaks for Jesus Christ. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would remind the disciples of all he had taught them. And later in John 15, Jesus says this, when the paraclete comes, he will testify on my behalf. Well, the Holy Spirit does not only advocate for the Son, the Holy Spirit advocates for us before God the Father. The Holy Spirit testifies on our behalf, but does not do so by pointing out all of our good qualities to God and saying, look at this person, all the good things she's done. She deserves your merciful gift of eternal life. No, that's not how the Spirit advocates for us. Rather, as it is said in John chapter 2, we have an advocate, a paraclete, with the Father, Jesus the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice of our sins, for our sins. 
and not for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. So yes, the Spirit is an advocate for us and for Christ. But there is another way that we can understand the paraclete's role too, and that is as helper. That is how the English Standard Version and some others translate the word paraclete into English as helper. And so I'm gonna ask Pastor John to bring the next balloon down by the baptismal font as we think about the Spirit's function as helper. Thank you for being my helper, John. And we learned from the last service, we got the balloon in the last service a little too close to the flame and it made everybody nervous. So we've, <laughs> we've repositioned. We don't wanna recreate Acts 2 in that dramatic way. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that we had a baptism here this morning to help illustrate the way the Spirit becomes our very own helper starting in our baptism. When Jesus was baptized, we know that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and that moment marked the start of Christ's Spirit-filled ministry on earth. And in our baptism, we know that God's saving and helping activity for us begins with that same Spirit. The Spirit comes to us personally in our baptism, and that Spirit gives us faith to believe in Jesus Christ, acknowledging Him as Lord and Savior. The Spirit will give little Cassie, who was baptized here the, today, the faith to say, I believe. And I think she was already talking about this, and that's why her dad took her out, because she just really had a lot to say. <laughs> Uh, when Cassie later struggles, as we all do, and grows weak in her faith, the Spirit will help her in her weakness. As Paul writes in Romans 8, the Spirit himself intercedes for God's people and acts as our helper and aid our whole life long. Now let us turn our attention to a third function of the paraclete's role and that is now as counselor. And so I'll ask John to bring me the next balloon and I'll put it right up here on the pulpit. This is how the English Standard Version and some others translate the word paraclete into English as counselor. A counselor is one who teaches, exhorts, and encourages. And hopefully this balloon up on the pulpit can remind you of some good counsel you've received right here over the years through preachers like Barbara and Nate, John and Lars and many others. Last week, my daughters asked me a question regarding the word counselor. And they asked me, Mom, what's a camp counselor? Ingrid and Lena are going to be going to sleepaway camp later this summer and are seeking some more information about this unknown experience. And so I said to them, your camp counselor is going to be in charge of you and guide you throughout your day at camp. She will be there to take care of you in the night. She'll help you get ready in the morning. She'll get you breakfast and, and help you make friends with the other girls. 
Your counselor will keep you safe and guide you through your day's activities, Bible study, crafts, games, swim time, and so much more. Your counselor will even pray with you at bedtime. Your counselor will be fun and responsible, someone you can trust. Well, in a similar way, the Holy Spirit serves as a counselor to us, a guide as we continue in this experience called life. The Spirit counsels us, exhorts us, teaches us, and encourages us along the way. Jesus, of course, did all these things for his disciples when he lived on this earth. He taught them about God's love for all people, including those on the margins, those who were forgotten. He cleared up that which was unknown to the disciples again and again, so they could know God's mercy and salvation. And in this gospel reading, he says to them, the Father will send you another paraclete, another counselor that is continuing the work he began on this earth, which is incredibly good news for us modern-day disciples that the Spirit is here to continue the work of Jesus Christ so that people of every nation, tribe, and tongue, and people of every time can have that presence and guidance with us always. The Holy Spirit, as our counselor, helps clear up the faith for us and helps enable us to serve our neighbors with joy. What a great gift. Now we have one final balloon that will help us think about the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, and I will ask Pastor Lars to carry that balloon up to the altar. I want us now to think of how the paraclete functions as comforter. Comforter is how the King James Version translates this word, and this is the term Martin Luther used in his writings. The paraclete is comforter. In a sermon preached on Pentecost in the year 1523, Martin Luther reflected on the role of the Holy Spirit as comforter, and he commented on some words we heard earlier today, where Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. On that statement, Luther preached these words. The Holy Spirit is bestowed on those who are sunk in affliction. The world considers peace to be the removal of trouble and affliction. For instance, when one is in poverty, he esteems it a great affliction and seeks to be rid of it, fancying that riches means peace. Likewise, one who feels death near thinks, if I could live and vanquish death, then I will have peace. Such peace, however, Christ does not give. He allows the affliction to remain and to oppress, 
yet he employs different tactics to give peace. Christ changes the heart, removing it from affliction, not affliction from the heart. Through the Holy Spirit's role as comforter, still today Christ does this for us in our troubles and sorrows. This is the way it is done, Luther continues. When you are sunk in affliction, he so turns your mind from it and gives you such consolation that you imagine you are dwelling in a garden of roses. Thus, in the midst of dying is life, and in the midst of trouble, peace and joy. This is why it is, as St. Paul declares to the Philippians, a peace that passes all understanding. This art no man can achieve with his own understanding, nor fathom with his sense. Christ alone bestows it. There's one more thing that must be said about the Spirit's work in our lives. The Spirit's work is begun in us, in our baptism, but it is never fully finished until the day Christ returns again in glory. So the work of the Spirit is begun in us, and yet it is still ongoing, not fully complete. We will always have a need for the Spirit's intervention in our lives time and time again. It's not just one and done. We will continually need the Holy Spirit to speak for Christ to us and advocate for us to the Father. We will continually need the Spirit's help throughout our lives. We will continually need the Spirit to counsel us and to comfort us. Having the Holy Spirit dwell within us is not does not mean that all such negative things are always removed. No, a Christian is one who lives in this world and has trouble and affliction, is afraid and in need of help. And that is why we know we have a spirit who is there for us in such times. As long as we live in this world, we know that God has sent us his paraclete. This paraclete will indeed advocate us for us and witness to Christ. The paraclete will help us time and time again. The paraclete will counsel us and comfort us through every season of life. So hear this good news preached to you today. The Spirit is here as Christ has promised. The Spirit will advocate for you, help you, counsel and console you in every time of need. And because of the Spirit's presence with you, you can know that you are not alone. Amen.